1: From our motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open
1: now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton.
3: Let's go! Good evening. This is Paul Cooney with two of the very best. Leanne Crichton is with us. She was at the heart of things on Monday night at Darville, and Andy Walker. Who is at the heart of well just about everything that happens on TV on sport? Leanne, yep, you were at the centre of the sporting universe in Scotland. In fact, you were tuned into us on the way down. Mick Kennedy joined us, and what a night it was for Darvel. I know it's four days later, but everyone's still talking about that achievement.
4: Yeah, it was an unbelievable uh, experience. I think just to be at the game. If I hadn't been working at it, I would have probably looked to to try and source a ticket and get down because I just think it had a, a proper Scottish Cup feel about it it was a game that you know regardless of the outcome you would have spoken about it for a long time to come uh the difference in the two sides but credit to Darvel I thought they were excellent on the night uh, we know you know how poor aberdeen have been and, and certainly an unfortunate time for for Jim Goodwin and his players but take nothing away from Darvel I thought the game plan that they had they executed it really well so brave everything you ask your team to go and be I thought the fans were brilliant on the night as well packed the place out and that gives you that extra bit of energy if you're a player on the pitch. So, no, a huge night and one that we'll speak about, certainly, in, in Scottish football for a long time.
3: Was that one of the most exciting programmes you were ever involved in, live football?
4: It was, I think, because yeah. the build-up as well. I think there was a... Not every game you go to has that same feel-good factor because it, you don't have that David V, Goliath-type tie. I thought Darvel the access that they allowed, the media as well, in the build-up to yeah. the match, added to it. And a lot of people might look at that and, you know... Find it strange that, that Mick Kennedy allowed the cameras into the mm. dressing room for for the build up to the game and his chat to the players, but I thought it added to the just the the, the all round feel of it on the night. Everybody arrived early. the The stands were packed out pretty early on. There was a lot of media that had come come down as well, and its coverage, you know, for that level mm. of the game, which Darvel are a club that are doing things, you know, right. Yes, have invested a lot of money but the pitch I thought was immaculate and as soon as I turned up and actually seen the pitch, I thought this is going to be a cracking game of yeah. football mm-hmm.
3: You wanted to play on it Andy this time last night we were still talking about it but it looked as though Jim Goodwin would be leaving the club but just after uh, six last night, after seven when we came off air the Aberdeen chairman as you know Dave Cormack he released a statement saying that Jim Goodwin would stay in charge for the moment but they needed an immediate response uh, against Hibs
5: this weekend
3: Are you surprised
5: that Jim's staying? Yes I, I I mean, Darvo are the story. They yeah. won and they outplayed Aberdeen. It, it, truly remarkable. So everything you say about Darvo, Leanne's absolutely spot on. But the other story is, how can Aberdeen be outplayed by darvo it, it didn't look to me as though the players were with him. I, I was at uh, Tynecastle where they lost 5-0. Interviewed him after the game and he's using words like humiliated and embarrassed. He used the same words again. I don't know what Dave Cormack is doing. It strikes me as though he might be buying himself a bit of time. I'm sure right now he'll be gauging who's available. If it all goes wrong for Jim Goodwin, and I just don't see, I don't, I don't see it working out for Jim. Which is a, a really difficult thing to to say. I know that Hearts stood by Robbie Nielsen when yeah, they lost mm, up at broader. Uh, broader. Yeah. and you know they were in the championship, went on to win it. And you look at the job that Robbie has done now, in putting together a squad. You know it should be the likes of Hearts and Hibbs and Aberdeen yeah. competing for that third spot, but Aberdeen are so far off a eh, third spot, and just the players not getting close to your immediate opponent. They're mm. eh, all credit to Darrell, but they're junior players, yeah. and Aberdeen should have shown their their quality, and they didn't. Dave Cormack though said he believes the senior players are behind him. Andy, you've just said you don't know I'm, if that, I'm not, not convinced about sure. I, mm-hmm. I think they would have shown I think they would have got closer I think they would have made it a cup tie um, there, there was nothing about their performance that I thought this is a big reaction to that humiliation and embarrassment at Tynecastle. There, there was nothing yeah. about it I thought beforehand and what would I know but I would have thought it wouldn't require a major speech from the Aberdeen
3: manager you know, the humiliation against Hearts the recent defeats come on get, this is the cup tie We are the favourites, but treat it like underdogs and go for it. But they just didn't. It's strange the way they played. They were so slow. Uh, What do you think? Do you think the players are behind them?
4: It's hard to to believe it based on the the performance. I'd be interested to know even who the senior players are because I actually think Aberdeen are, uh, correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but they're one of the youngest squads Mm. in the top flight as well just now. They don't have many senior players. And if you're considering the likes of Shinny, who's just yeah. come back to the club or a Joe Lewis who was frozen out sure. and a second goalkeeper. Um, by all accounts, Anthony Stewart's very new to the club and it is the captain, uh, but has been unreliable. Sure. So sent I, off twice. You know, yeah. it, rightly or wrongly, and I think he's come back in the other night, but I, what I've seen in the pitch wasn't a group of players that knew what they were being asked to do. I don't think there was a clear game plan. Uh, I don't think, and I said it on Monday night, I don't think there was an identity about them and the way they looked to the play. I don't think they could afford to leave the likes of Mioski on the bench. I thought it was senseless when you're in a position that your job effectively is on the line um, and your reputation as a group of players is on the line. I would have been knocking the manager's door and demanding that I was starting that game. Mm. I don't want to be rested. Um, even Shinny, who's come to Aberdeen, I don't understand. It, it, maybe he's coming, they don't want to risk him in a fixture like that because he's going to be really important for them in the league. But at the same time, these types of results are costing people their jobs possibly further down the line. So it doesn't look to me like everybody at Aberdeen is on the same page. And that's really sad because when Jim Goodwin took over, Paul, I was a real, you know, supporter of that I thought he deserved a crack at one of the big jobs you recommended um, him I
3: remember on the absolutely because I think he's Hips. a
4: brilliant manager yep. um, really liked what, what he was able to do at St Mirren thought his recruitment policy at St Mirren was spot on the question marks would have been could he go and do that at a club like Aberdeen where there's the demands and pressures of results in silverware or at least get into a position where you're competing for silverware and every season
5: and the bizarre thing is they're great at home I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. watching uh, them at yep. home the, the, they're a different team but you, you need to show a bit of character to to go away from home to any ground that's always going to be difficult you're a big club, you're playing for a big club and you need to show it every week And I, I haven't seen enough of it
4: I thought the players on Monday night looked like they were content with the responsibility falling at the manager's door and I don't like that,
3: mm-hmm.
5: yep.
4: I don't like it because I thought players could give more I thought players could change the game but um, even Anthony Stewart as an example, I watched them towards the end of the game, 10-15 minutes to go and as a back three they were and they push one full back on and yeah. they're moving the ball sideways, unopposed. Step into the game, yeah. go and make mm. something happen, go and change the game, go and be that player that saves your manager's job mm. and takes the pressure off. Um, I didn't see enough of that and of course it was a goal that was disallowed. Yeah which we, we spoke about on Monday night as well, really frustrating because when the, the chips are down and you you need a bit of luck in football as well, Jim didn't get that on Monday night. You get the, the decision was given against Aberdeen, but over the course of the 90 minutes, I don't think they could complain that they came away from the tie um, on the losing side. That's Leanne
3: Crichton, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney. If you want to give us a call, we're on 08, 08 17 17. Seven hundred, or join the conversation at Go Football Show. Uh, Rangers have had a formal transfer bid turned down for the standard Liege midfielder. We've been speaking about him for days, Nicholas Raskin. That's uh, on SunSport at the moment, but um, looks as I think they'll go back in with a bigger bid. We don't know yet, Andy. But what is the they, bid? They've, the bid it's unreported at the moment. They obviously got Todd Cantwell, as We know a few days ago, but uh, they've rejected whatever it has been. It doesn't say how much it is. We are checking to try and find out.
5: He, he's been very honest yeah. and open and upfront about it, names. Even he's, you know, he's he's. I think Michael Beale's been quite happy to, uh, to talk about names that are thrown at him by uh, journalists. He, he seems to recognise every name. He knows what they're all capable of. Um. I don't know whether it puts a wee bit of added pressure on Ross Wilson to actually get them in the door. I think it does. I think it does too. Um, And uh, still a a bit to go before the window closes, but I think it's pretty plain to see with the amount of players that are out of contract. Michael Beale clearly wants to put a stamp on this squad, get his own players in and players that he believes that he can trust.
4: Would I be right in saying that Raskin has been linked with Rangers for the best part of a year?
3: it has he it has been mentioned before which is interesting
4: yep. that he's also now linked as a, a Michael Beale signing course, you know yeah. then we've, we've cast out over who is making the signings at rangers and mm. who makes the the decisions um but andy's right you know michael Beale's very forthcoming with his his interviews and the information yep. that he he gives back if anything maybe he gives back too much at, t- at times it's a lot it's good for of, the media though yeah no, yeah. absolutely sure. it is
3: yeah Here's what he said about transfers the other day, and it wasn't much. We're definitely going to bring some players in,
6: and uh, and one or two might go the other way as well. But there's nothing on that specifically today.
3: And he was giving the players the current squad some days off.
6: Yeah, I'm going to give them a couple of days first, just to just to relax. They've seen a lot of each other and been in a lot of hotels this week, and they probably are hating listening to my voice because obviously I'm getting into them a little bit. So I'm going to give them a bit of a breather, and then we'll um we'll get ready to play St. John'son again at home, and hopefully there'll be. Uh, one or two new faces in the starting lineup, which I'm sure then you'll stop asking me the same questions
3: (laughs) if only an excuse was still on it would be brilliant these days wouldn't it (laughs) Michael Beal would be easy to do I would imagine I know a lot of people do he's great for the media and of course Ange Postacoglu uh, our own Grado imitated him last week we'll see if he does his Michael Beal it's an entertainment sport supposed to be but my goodness VAR is trying to suck all the joy out of football but before we get to that um, let's talk about a big name huge name Rangers fans absolutely loved him, came from Dundee United, went down south. He was a toffee man, wasn't he? He was
5: Newcastle as well. He's back in football, Andy, and you've got news about Duncan. Duncan Ferguson's a new yeah. manager at Forest Green. And uh, I think I think people at like Sam Allardyce, who, you know, was at Everton for a short time, I think he said recently that Duncan could he could do the Everton job mm. because everyone would react to him because he he almost bleeds Everton, doesn't he? Mm. Um, That's his club. And, uh, yeah, he's gone to Forest Green. He obviously wants to get out there and and, uh, do things on his own, but it's not at Everton, it's at Forest Green. And it's always interesting when you see uh, players with a fantastic playing uh, career. Some get a chance at uh, the big club, some don't. And, uh, you know, he, he seemed quite happy to be... The number two at Everton for a lot of years. It was his club. He stepped in uh, as an interim manager, I think, a couple of times. Successfully. But yeah, yeah, and did it yeah. successfully. And that's why a lot of people thought he might get the job on a permanent basis. But it hasn't happened. He's been away for a while, of, of course. course. So Did you um, play
3: against him? Did you... Was he just I coming through? I would think have played yep.
5: against him when he was coming through at yep. uh, United. Yeah, And so- he was one of those we've spoken about it before, exceptional young talent.
3: Not just with his six foot five, whatever the head,
5: his uh, talent I remember the ball. his overhead kick playing yeah. for Scotland, but then he had a, hmm. he'd have fallen out with the SFA about his well, yeah, ban and all the rest no, of
3: it. I was yeah. at that match, I remember, so to be fair, that's not one you'd want to go back on. Oh, I'm sure he would regret that, but... Leanne, Duncan Ferguson, good to see him there. It's strange, though, that he's going there at a time when Everton need a bit of stability, even in the short term, to stay in the Premier League.
4: No, I know, I know. Uh, it's been interesting to see how he gets on because he's, he's spoken really highly of um, Everton. He's been there for, for such a long time. I don't think it's a bad thing to go out and, and go somewhere else and get a different feel for it and put your own stamp on it. A new group of players try and gain their trust, uh, work with you know, different club um, officials and whatnot I'm sure there'll be certain demands for yeah. Green are a, a club that are looking to go places as well and then at some point maybe down the line he will get that Everton job eventually um, and whether people view it on merit I'm sure they would be happy for him to get it and now, as Andy mentioned I think everybody would react but I think to go and and have success elsewhere and and then come back to Everton would be the perhaps the perfect story for him.
3: Certainly would be some other news. Uh, Galatasaray have been linked with a move for Yanis Hadji, and Rangers fans would just love to see him back. He should be back in the next month or two. But um, I was
4: going to say he's yeah. doing well. It would be linked with moves know. when he's been in the sidelines for so long.
3: Um, busy agent, maybe we don't know. Possibly. Yep, possibly. possibly. 08, 08, 17 Possibly. 17, 700, That's the number to ring to speak to Andy Walker. And Leanne Crichton. Andy, can we share the fact that you... Where were you at the weekend? You were in Sunderland.
5: Uh, I'd rather not go over that. I was okay, a Johnny. Well, uh, journey. But I'm down in North East again yeah. uh, this weekend. I'm going to do Middlesbrough against Watford. I'm just wondering whether uh, Ryan Porteous, uh, the Scotland uh, man who's uh, obviously uh, with Hibs, and I'm just wondering whether he might get some game time with, with Watford. I think it was you that... Folders yep. that Watford were in last week when right. everyone thought he was going to to Blackburn, That's but
3: right. yeah,
5: I noticed I, um, that because we said it a couple of times. And yeah, uh,
3: it, yeah, it's coming to pass. How do you think he'll do at Watford?
5: I, well, I, I rate him as a player. Yeah. I, I think he needs to get rid of that element of stupidity that he's got in his game, where he wants to get involved in daft things. But I think given the uh, just the nature of that league, it's such a hard slog. Forty six league games and and then all your your cup games. Mm-hmm. You don't get much time for for rest, for coaching. So I, I think he's the type of player that could be an established international player if he if he just concentrates on his game. And matures maybe, Leanne. You yeah. see a lot of football is he maturing?
4: I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think this past six months he's he's been better, more focused. I think even in the Derby, uh, only caught a, a little bit of the the Edinburgh Derby, but I thought he looked really in the zone. I know the result didn't you know go the way of him, certainly, but he looks like he, he's beginning to now understand it, and that will be the challenge if he goes to a club like Watford. As Andy mentioned, the the scheduling is so hectic. There's certain demands and expectations. There's not a lot of time to recover between games the question mark will be can he live up to that and offer the consistency levels required to, to go and do the job but I think it'll be good for him You know, I think he's, he's probably now got a reputation in Scotland albeit still a very young man that he is this pantomime type villain and for him it's an opportunity to go away and really establish himself as a top footballer
3: Kevin Nisbet speaking with Millwall it's around £2 million now it's one of the great mysteries isn't it why is he not being picked up by Rangers or Celtic?
5: Well, you look at it from Hibbs' point of view. If you're losing Porteous and Nisbet in this window, I think you're looking at the bottom six uh, for Hibbs. I can't see them challenging in the top half of the table. Given that Livingston are producing the goods again and look as though they're, you know, they, they might even be looking up the way towards Hearts, as uh, you know, trying to trying to catch them. They're certainly, you know, mixing it with the likes of Aberdeen uh, and Hibbs. But they're two huge players since he's come back from injury. Uh, Kevin Nisbet has been the one getting most of the goals. The great hat-trick at Fir Park. Yeah. Um, uh, the goal at Ibrooks, he didn't get any points there, but I just think that showed the level of sharpness that he was back to very quickly. So losing his goals, losing the influence of Porteous, uh, it doesn't bode well for Hibs.
4: It's an interesting one. I, I've watched Kevin Nisbet for a long time, mm-hmm. You know, even in the Championship with Tim scoring goals, could never understand why either side of the old firm hadn't looked at him at that stage, even as a young player. Then he obviously he goes to Hibbs, his injuries bounce back, he looks as if he's mentally and physically a lot stronger. For me, it would be a no-brainer and, and regardless of what that transfer fee would be, I think when you look at the money that, that Rangers have spent in certain windows and certain players, it comes with no guarantee that they will settle in Scotland, that they will hit the ground running, that they will score goals in the team that they're in, in the system. Kevin Nisbet ticks all of those boxes. He knows the league, he knows exactly what it's about. Lauren Shanklin is another one I could never understand why even when he he ended up at Beershot that that Rangers or Celtic didn't look at him. But I think we're we're naive and we're guilty of doing that in Scotland where we seem to overlook a lot of the Scottish talent that's here doing a job and, and doing a fine job at that. So, I'm sure Kevin Nisbet off the back of his injury is in a position now that he understands that football is is at times a very short career and if you pick up another serious injury and you don't get that move financially it will be incentivised as well for him. It's an opportunity for him to go and develop his career even further so if it if it comes to fruition and he moves on and he moves out with Scotland I do wish him all the best but I think you know, we'll, we'll see him very soon he'll be back in a Scotland shirt I'm sure. And, No time at all.
3: That's a great point you make. I just thought there of John Kennedy, young, really talented Mm. defender playing for Scotland. It was a friendly as well, wasn't it? Horrible tackle, and John's career was ended.
5: Yeah, awful. And I remember around that time, uh, he was playing against the likes of Barcelona, going to the new camp. Celtic got a 0 0 draw. He was, you know, he was playing uh, some outstanding football. But yeah, that's tragic. He's obviously. you know, had the strength of character to bounce back and, and be a coach for for many a day. So I'm sure he's passing on uh, that all on to the young lads at Celtic. As we go to the break, uh, Andy, you're down
3: south. Is there a former Celtic player you're going to see this weekend? There is. Who is it?
5: Give us, uh, give us the club, did.
3: we'll see if people can... Well, he yeah.
5: plays as a centre-forward for uh, Watford yeah. and he was at Celtic for a short time and then he went, I think he had a number of clubs in France after he left Celtic and he's yep. found his way back to English football with, with Watford and he's he's doing well if the electric car gets you there, you'll be at that match.
2: <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennis Head Road, Darnley. Let's
3: go! Go Radio Football Show. It's Thursday. We're heading towards the weekend and a full card this weekend. We'll talk about it in a moment or two in the company of Andy Walker and Leanne Crichton. 0808 1717 08, 700 and lots of messages coming in on the conversation on the socials at Go Football Show. Some of the headlines, well... Last night the news came out that Jim Goodwin gets a stay of execution. We hope that he's manages to take it with the players so he'll be in the dugout or, uh, this weekend for Hibbs against Aberdeen after that loss the other evening against Darvo Rangers have had a bid turned down for the standard Liège midfielder Nicholas Raskin, reported to be, Andy, nearly a million. It's under a million, a high six-figure is what they're saying in Belgium. Duncan Ferguson's back in management First time on his own, isn't it? He's always been an assistant or coach uh, at Everton and it's Forest Green Rovers. Maybe that explains partly the Charlie McCann transfer the other day, Leanne. He went there for £350,000, so he's back there. uh, For Celtic, well, the business is done already. He was uh, at the Strip-On yesterday. He's number 19, the latest player from Asia, the South Korean striker, Oh Hyun Gyu. Postacoglu is just churning them out, isn't he, Leanne? And it's worked so far for him. So is still no word yet, waiting to hear Atlanta in the MLS. The word today is it's a loan deal with an option to buy. And of course, the Japanese club are in with an offer, which it's up to the player to accept. It's a strange one, Gikamakis.
4: It is, it is. It seems like it's not a happy camp, though. the fact that he's been removed from... The Celtic squad and Ange Postecoglou doesn't say too much, he doesn't give too much away, but I think if you read between the lines, it was a decision that was made in the best interests of the team and the player. Um, f- his mind looks to be made up, put it that way. Wherever he goes, wh- wherever he ends up, I would be very surprised if it ends up a loan deal because I'm, I'm not too sure how much Celtic are benefiting from that and he has been a, a player of real value for them he, he's contributed a, an awful lot so to to lose him on a loan deal albeit as you mentioned you know the players that have arrived certainly celtic are are not messing about and strengthening the squad and, and a squad that's already you know <laughs> well supplemented across the pitch when you look at the the players in certain areas. Um, but Giamarcus looks to have played his last game for Celtic anyway.
3: This is what the manager said a couple of days ago about the striker.
7: Yeah, uh, I mean, he had that little niggly train yesterday. Um, but it's fair to say there's a fair bit going on with him in the background as well. And, you know, my view is that it's not just about the physical, but it's about the mental too. And I had a good chat to him. And, you know, I just, I think, you know, until he sort of, um, there's some clarity about sort of what's happening with him, I
3: think... Um, as well as the physical stuff, I just thought it was better off to to leave him out today. Andy, we spoke about it last week. You're a former Celtic striker. Great notes. You won trophies.
5: What do you feel about the Gikamakis where we are today? Just found it bizarre that it all seemed to be going wrong for him when uh, it it looked to me watching him. He was frustrated at not playing more often. But you could tell his attitude was always spot on. I've mentioned a number of times the fact that he he uh, he played in that game in february against rangers when celtic were were chasing them for the title and i thought he was really unlucky not to score but what a performance he gave uh, what an outlet he was for the team everyone you know playing around him he was unlucky to score that night and then he played in the 4-0 game against rangers at the start of this season when he came on after just a few minutes and again he was outstanding against your 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 biggest rival so his record is very impressive and i've no idea what has changed in s- such a a short period of time but it does look as though they've got someone similar in terms of stature again we know well i know nothing about the south korean football market so um come on i think, <laughs> <laughs> I think ange postecoglou has done enough good yeah. business for him eh, for for fans rather to trust his judgment Where did you think he might go? What kind of club? Would it have been the lower end of the Premier League? Jakub he came from Dutch football. He'd scored goals there. I think if you're scoring goals in Dutch football, everyone is looking at you. So, um, I mean, I see a lot of championship football in England. He absolutely could play for uh, some of the top championship clubs. Uh, Could he get a lower end uh, Premier League club? I'm sure he could as well, but honestly they scour the the globe for for players at all of these clubs and the money that they have at their disposal is and that you you still get that I can still feel it. I still speak to people, and they you know they, a lot of people don't rate Scottish football. So no, they don't. You, sure. uh, you know you're still battling against that most weeks. We're just looking at Sky there, and the picture was uh, of Big
3: Dunk Duncan Ferguson, the new manager of Forest Green Rovers, having a huge burger there. I think is it that was. That vegan burger. Uh, maybe it is. It? is yeah. the...
5: Yeah. <laughs> it's the problem. They, There's no sound up. Andy. They are the yep. greenest club yeah. of of in all but name. So there you go. We'll be all right with that big Duncan
3: <laughs> must be he must Dunbar. be part of the,
4: part uh, of the contract uh, exactly
3: <laughs> so we wish him well there we see Bielsa there who's going to be the new Everton manager since I saw you of course Frank Lampard has gone I mean when you think of the pressure on him um, and David Moyes at the weekend. Could have been either, I would imagine. So David Moyes... Uh, went. They
5: called it the El Saki or...
3: They did. Just, they
5: and they, they were right. Whoever yeah. lost was was going to go.
3: And actually Jimmy's been on the socials here saying, is it this weekend Hibs against Aberdeen El instead of Classico, yeah. Saccico <laughs> to the new managers. Well, they are new managers, it's aren't brutal. they? brutal. Isn't it? The management yeah. is brutal and... But, but the money comes with it, I The
5: suppose. money comes with yeah. it, absolutely. And... Uh, I think the the pressure that they're under I think when you look at Lee Johnson the amount of players that he or, or the club have brought in and they don't seem to get a lot of game mm-hmm. time he's losing It looks the likelihood is he's going to lose two influential yeah. players in this window so um, I, I totally understand having lost in the space of three weeks back to back against your biggest rivals mm-hmm. 3-0 I totally understand why the Hibs fans are uh, beginning to turn away from him
3: two clubs with American owners I'm not for a second saying that there's a pattern there Leanne did you manage to speak to Dave Cormack because on Monday night he was so centre stage wasn't he such a small yep. stadium there you could see him the bright red i seen him tie. briefly
4: at, yeah. on the way out it was the first time I, I had met him properly huh? um, and had a brief chat with him he? to be honest he, he was very calm um, spoke really well you could tell that he was probably a bit in shock with mm. the result, as a lot of the the Aberdeen fans and board members that were present. But he certainly didn't seem like a guy that was irate or overly frustrated. You know, I think he's a businessman. He can he knows how to conduct himself in that environment. I suppose yeah. when you speak to the media, as well. But he seemed pretty calm, and he didn't strike me as as a man that was you know on a mission mm. to sack anybody or remove them from a position. And by all accounts, he, he took a fair bit of time after that night to come to the decision and put out the statement, rightly or wrongly, whether it's what Andy says, that he's perhaps buying some time and looking to see how it plays out. But I think the fact that he was he was present and he was at the stadium, he was at the match, along with, as I say, the board members and, and everybody else affiliated with Aberdeen, they were taking that game seriously.
3: What was it like for you watching it on the telly with Willie Miller, you know, one of their greatest ever? you can't speak for him but what do you think how was he in the night I saw him on the television but privately
4: Frustrated, sad I think because I I don't think any of these guys that have that strong affiliation with the club and that emotional connection that you ever want to see them performing badly I think Willie Miller envisages Aberdeen getting back to to where it once was maybe not on a European level but certainly domestically being one of the top clubs that we, we speak about with regards to silverware but as I say, it's just a frustration. I think even as a, a player watching it, former player, there were real frustrations around the performance. And you can look to the manager around team selection and whatnot. But I do think that, you know, on paper, Aberdeen are a, <laughs> we're a better side than, than Darvel certainly. And regardless okay. of how you go and shape them up, they, they should have been able to problem-solve certain scenarios a bit better themselves. But um, both Hibs and Aberdeen just now, I think there's a real disconnect between, one, the expectation of the support and the understanding of those in charge of what that expectation level looks like. And I don't think either side at the weekend will accept anything other
5: than three points. It, it can't be right that Livingston are above Aberdeen. It can't be right that they are struggling to compete with uh, Hearts. And it can't be right that last season, what did they finish, ninth or 10th? I mean, it's Aberdeen. Sure. You're not asking them to be the Miller and McLeish uh, of that era. Those days have gone, but it's absolutely, entirely reasonable for them to be looking to compete with Hearts and get their recruitment right. Hearts were in the championship not so long ago, relegated maybe unfairly, but have bounced yeah. back immediately. And, uh, you know, the recruitment has been great. They stuck by their manager when. He had a horrible horrible result up at Boro, as we mentioned earlier, and they stuck by him, and he- he's turned it round. They now have undoubtedly the strongest squad out with Celtic and Rangers.
3: You wonder what Sir Alex is thinking about it. I see he had the Peaky Blinders Bunnet on last night, watching the game. Manchester United's win at Nottingham Forest. Uh, Rashford is he the best player, striker? Ten games, in ten goals. It's- Hottest in Europe, isn't he? He's playing so well.
4: It's good going, isn't yeah. it? Um, again, a player that's went through different phases mm-hmm. in his career um, was out of favour for a part of that, but looks to now have really knuckled down mentally, really focused on, on the job in hand and credit to him. You know, he's still got bags of potential and many years left in his career.
3: We're going to go on to the lines in a second or two. 08, 08 17, 17, 700. Andy, Marcus Ratchford, what a change under Eric Ten Hag. Love
5: it. Um, I know he was doing a lot of good things off the park, Yeah, you know, in, the, in lockdown and he was looking after for uh, people. But he seems to be concentrating more on his game and he's absolutely flourishing. It's great to see, I mean, to score that goal last night as he did picking the ball up in his own half, uh, he's just so exciting to watch. Rangers fans, what do you want to see happen? Who do you want to see come in? And
3: who do you want to see go? Is there anyone you want to go out in the next few days? Andy, five days, five hours, 23 minutes to go. It's been quite a long January, isn't it? Or is it just because payday hasn't come yet? (laughs) (laughs) I actually
4: think it's been quite quick. I don't know if it's just because I've been so busy. Um, Hopefully other people's Januarys have felt the same. But no, the transfer window probably seems like it's been open for an eternity.
3: Just looking to see if there's anyone else has come or gone today, but no, nothing major. Um, Hibs we spoke about a moment or two ago. Hearts they've for them as well. They get some top players to come back, but here in the West, Mother will get a new player yesterday as well. We mentioned that in the program last night. Riku Danzaki from the J League club, Consadole Sapporo. He was at Brisbane Roar,
5: a midfielder. Your old club. Oh, I remember the days yeah. they would turn to their youth academy. They yeah. would turn to their reserves, and and, and I'm so grateful. Uh, to Motherwell for giving me, Tom Boyd, Gary McAllister, uh, Fraser Wisher, players like Mm -hmm. that, we got an opportunity to perform. But now even Motherwell are scouring the globe uh, to get players in. So what's happened? I mean, why are
3: we recruiting so many people from abroad and not giving you... So is the talent not here?
5: Well, the talent need to flourish. The talent needs to be allowed to make the occasional mistake. I totally get it if you're a manager. Uh, you want the finished article and I know that throughout the years Motherwell have given young players a chance but I'm looking at them going to uh, who, who was it Stockport to St. say yeah, Oliver sure. Crankshaw mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know they, they could turn to Lennon Miller I hear a lot of good things about him um, but it's listen Stevie Hamill is under a great deal of pressure make no mistake about it Motherwell are in a relegation dogfight yeah. and every point is a prisoner.
3: I know it's your club and it could be other clubs as well. It's not just Motherwell. Everyone seems to be bringing in players from overseas rather than looking at home. Is it because when you're under pressure for points, you can't blood young players?
4: Possibly, possibly. I think also the financial element as well. I think when you look at how much we, what we have done for a number of years, it's probably get better in maybe the last two to three years The price tag that we sell Scottish players for is very little, so I don't know if a lot of clubs look at it commercially and financially, if they think they can bring in a gem from overseas, whether it be Asia, Europe, Uh, they they come to Scotland, they do well for maybe a season, and then they look to sell them on, and that's where they make better money. You know, For me, it's strange because there's a lot of talent there and there isn't many opportunities. Motherwell are trying to do the right things. I know there's been a number of young players that have made debuts this season that Stevie Hamill is is getting into the team because he knows them very well he's worked with them for a long time but I suppose it's a different story when you are under pressure I don't know if the, the fans tolerate that level of patience with young players the same way they might have done you know in Andy's day that he's speaking about
3: yeah and we had a call about it yesterday saying, how are the young ones going to come through? Alex Lowry, for example, at Rangers. has been Adam Devine, Leon King. Um, Billy Gilmer, a few years ago, opted to go to Chelsea. And at Celtic, we, we were talking about, you You go to the Kieran Tierney. Some players have come through. Tony Rawson, for example, but it took time. There's just not that pathway.
5: Yeah, there, there, there is occasionally. I mean, I'm looking at Celtic and I'm thinking of David Turnbull, who came through at Motherwell, yes. and they yeah. got three, three plus million for him. Greg Taylor... To come yep. from Kilmarnock, they are, you know, recognised first-team players for Celtic. So it does happen you, that you get a chance at, at Kilmarnock, at Motherwell. And, you know, I think that's what these clubs want, to sell their their young players on. Um, I think some clubs are maybe reluctant to spend in Scotland and give other, you know, rivals a bit of money. It's, it's a strange... I've heard that uh, from a couple of sources, so... Um,
4: I think even just now, Stephen Welsh, for example, mm. really out of favour at Celtic. Now, surely, if Ryan Portis leaves hips, you look good, good at the, the state that Aberdeen are in, defensively, it's been a frailty all season. For me, he would fit the bill. But I I don't know if that's a link or it would be a club or a decision that Welsh wouldn't entertain. I don't know what sort of... That's just one player that springs to mind who's got bags of experience in the
5: Scottish game. Yeah, and what he needs to do is play, whether it's at uh, Hibs or Aberdeen Mm. or or elsewhere. I know that there's been a lot of speculation about him moving abroad. Mm. And we have had a number of Scottish players move abroad uh, recently. Um, There's maybe a there's maybe a pathway since Aaron Hickey went yeah. to Italy. Mm-hmm. There's been, uh, you know, Josh Lewis. Doig has gone there, Lewis Ferguson yeah. has gone there, and maybe they're thinking, "Hang on, you can get a bit of quality in Scottish mm-hmm. football." But I still hear it down south when you speak to when you speak to people down there who are involved at clubs. They're, they're very wary
3: of the of the Scottish market. We're hearing today that Jack Henry's on the move again, but. Uh... He's another example of somebody who Back had to, to go abroad. Bruges. Yeah, and so he could be playing. And, you were uh, saying
5: they're still in the Champions League. They're up it's, against it's amazing, Benfica. So yeah. he wow. has played against some of the best in the Champions League. He's been up against uh, the the messies and the Mbappes of this world. Champions League, that seems a long time ago, doesn't it? it does because actually. we had the World Cup. <laughs>
3: yeah. I wonder I think this will feel like the longest season ever because yeah. of I mean it is racing and I agree with you, Leanne. It's been a quick January Suns so game after game. But when we get to the end of the season, I'll we'll think because of the World Cup in the middle of it, it will be very When you're very charging different. your yeah. electric
5: car for three
3: hours on <laughs> a Saturday night, it's a long, long day. Yeah, we all want to uh <laughs> to go green and uh to be in the environment I'm talking about, of course. Go
4: green but and it, learn patience. <laughs> exactly.
3: No, Andy had a tortuous journey sure. back from, but. Uh... Okay, quick break, and then we're back. We're going on the lines as a Rangers fan coming next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go!
3: For the games in the cinch premiership this weekend, as we look at the table, Celtic on 61 points, Rangers on 52, Hearts on 38, Livingston on 31, Aberdeen in 29, Hibbs on 27, along with St Mirren. Could have started a riot there when I said 20-something. Uh, then St Johnson in 24, Motherwell in 20, along with Dundee United and Kilmarnock and Ross County on 17 points it's getting to the time of the season where Ross County could get anchored there we'll talk about that in just a moment or two and looking forward to the games this weekend so on Saturday Hebs against Aberdeen Rangers St Johnson Ross County Kilmarnock and St Mirren Motherwell and then on Sunday Livingston against Hearts and Dundee United against Celtic you're on on Sunday Andy which one are you covering? I'm going to do both games right? yeah how are you doing that? <laughs> I'll be in the studio for one. Ah, right, okay. We're up in Dundee. Right, you're in Dundee. Yeah, excellent. Looking to forward that? to that. I, was... I mean, I thought you might have the, the Sky <laughs> helicopter. Time, I thought like, surely not the chopper. electric
4: car. <laughs> I, exactly, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the helicopter could have been there. Leanne, for your own motherwell, so when we spoke the other week, uh, you had a great result against Celtic, um, but then a tough game against Rangers. We did. We yep. had a big
4: week last yep. week. Previous Sunday, we had played Hibs. Then on the Wednesday night, we played Celtic. Then on Sunday there, we played Rangers. So um, we only picked up the one point out of the three games. Sunday was a tough one against Rangers, but really proud of the midweek result against Celtic. I thought the team were excellent, but it comes down to the fact that we don't have the ability to change the squad and, and freshen up when you're asking so much from probably 13, 14 players at times. We've got a lot of young players that we're trying to give them that experience as we spoke about earlier on. This week, we travel to Spartans. So a big one for us, we're joint on points with Spartans as well. And it's getting to that crunch point of the season where we're looking to try and push in and get ourselves into the top six before the split
3: Let's hope uh, you can this weekend. You're in 7th spot, as you well know, 16 points. Uh, Thistle just ahead of you in 19, Hibs in 21. And then there's a bit of a gap to Hearts, then Rangers, Celtic and Glasgow City, your old club at the top. And below you, Dundee United, Hamilton, Aberdeen and Glasgow Women. Um, it's having a really tough uh, season for them. Looking forward to all the games of this weekend, Andy. You are, well, Hibs against Aberdeen we spoke about earlier on. Rangers and Johnson, same again from the weekend. Big one for St Johnson. They've been in a really poor run. I yeah.
5: Think. yeah. I think that's a, a worry for Callum Davidson. The last thing he wants is to be dropping down that league. I think a, a huge game at Ross County. If they were yep. to win that, they go... In fact, they would come off the bottom of the table. Kilmarnock uh, would, uh, in all likelihood, go bottom uh, after this weekend. That's the big one for Ross County because they cannot uh, buy a goal. I, I think they've taken Eamon Brophy. Um to give them a, a bit of a lift but every time I hear Malky Mackay speak it's you know they've played well they've created chances but can't put the ball in the back of the net that's a that's a massive game for them
3: But he's had the ability in the past to bounce back second part of the season Leanne and uh, Eamon Brophy could be a good signing
4: Could be yeah a player that well, hit the penalty didn't he, in the, the shootout missed that I just thought he looked a player that was frustrated he, he blows hot and cold for me I think there's moments i see him he looked really good but I don't know if a lot of that is down to confidence. Maybe when you're in the team and out the team, you don't get that run of games. And I think he likes to be the main striker. Um, I don't think he he was that certainly. It's um, St mid, nope. so not be good to see. You know, hopefully he can hit the ground running because all those teams down the bottom. And when we get back to Motherwell, they're a side that, you know, they've probably they've scored more goals than certain teams. And I think when it comes to it. That might just see them okay. Kilmarnock at times have struggled. Ross County have struggled, and we mentioned the run that St Johnston are on. But it's still very, very tight, isn't it? When you look at it, really, from you know eighth down to twelfth, mm. it can change. A couple of games, couple of good results, and you find yourself up the table, and a couple of bad ones, and you're you're rooted to the bottom
3: no change for Rangers up front Morel is still no word the Ryan Kent contract it hasn't you know happened yet uh, there have been reports and trusted reports that, that he may well sign a new contract ok it's not going to be you know he might see out a year or whatever what do you think Rangers need just now they've got Todd Cantwell in what would you if you were buying for Rangers in the well, next five days
5: All all the players that you hear of Michael Beale talking about, they need a playmaker in midfield. Uh, They need to be aware of players who are going out of contract. They need to prepare for the worst. And they've got a lot of players out of contract. I'm sure he's been given assurances that players will come in. But, you know, he's very open about uh, speaking about, uh, you know, players that uh, have been linked to the club. But, Todd, uh, Todd Cantwell coming in if you can get the player Todd Cantwell that was playing for Norwich in the, the Premier League a couple of years ago uh, you've got a player I know that his form has has dropped off mm. but he's the potential is still there
3: we have him here speaking about what kind of player the Rangers fans can expect to see
8: um, I'd sum up my game as someone that's very passionate someone that cares a lot about the result at the end um, I'm not obsessed with who scores the goals or who, who sets them up which might sound strange as an attacking player but i um, For me, genuinely, hand on heart, the most important thing is is being on the winning team. So I'll give everything I can. I think in terms of what you can expect in terms of what I actually do on the ball will be, you know, I like to get on the ball a lot. Um, I like to make things happen. I like to to spot a pass that maybe other people don't. And I like to just sort of get the team going in a rhythmic way, really.
3: And here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Rangers fan Tarek. Tarek, good evening. You're looking forward to seeing Cantwell in action.
9: Oh, definitely. I can't wait actually to see him in action and I'm looking forward to the next couple of, well, next month or so. uh, There's a lot of great games coming up that are going to be, for
8: me, season breaker, you know. They sure are. Here he is speaking about his fitness. My fitness is good. Um, I'm lucky really, I've got quite a good base fitness anyway and um, just because I haven't played does certainly not mean I've been working hard. So in terms of fitness wise, I think I'm obviously not in the place I'd like to be because, you know, you can only get match fitness from playing games, right? So um, I'll, I'll take a little bit of getting up to speed, but in terms of base fitness, I think I'm in a good place. It's quite a step
3: up, though, isn't it, coming into not having played for a while, Leanne? What are you thinking? I think he'll
8: do
4: OK. I think mm-hmm. it will take him a bit of time, perhaps, just to, as he mentions, you know, the run of games. Um, I think as long as you've got that base fitness, he's not coming back from an injury. He's not being laid off. He's certainly been a player that's been training. I think once he comes in and gets a handle for it, it depends what the demands are put on him. You know, early on, is he going to be thrown in to start games and be expected to hit the ground running as a player that we might see in the second half, certainly 25, 30 minutes, look to try and make that impact? Only time will tell. But I think he's a player that certainly comes with high expectations as well. I think, you know, speaking to a lot of the Rangers fans, are excited about him, but are maybe a bit unsure because I think there's a mixed. You know, variety of stories about him. as he a player that rolls his sleeves up and gets on with it? And he mentioned the performances that he produced in the Premier League a number of seasons ago. Can he find that form? Only time will tell. But he sounds a confident lad anyway. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. I think he speaks really well to the media and he seems, you know, confident that this is a good move for him.
3: Tarek, what are you feeling about your manager? I can imagine, but I mean, was that nine games undefeated, only one draw? Well,
9: um, I must. Say, I'm very impressed with Michael Beale, and I, I, I think he's really going to come into eh, being really, really strong as a manager, because he's, he's always been a coach before that, and yeah. he's only mm-hmm. QPR for just a short time. Yeah. So I think eh, we're going to see the the best of him, because what he's done so far has been fantastic, you know? And eh, I was disappointed with Giovanni Van Brunkers leaving, yeah. but... At the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it was probably was time for him because the results were not going our way. Although he had a lot of uh, reasons that the, the team wasn't producing and there's a lot of injuries to a lot
3: of players. Well, that's true. The injuries were huge. But he's galvanised that same group of players, Andy, hasn't
5: he? He's given them a lift, undoubtedly yeah. given them a lift. He's shown players who weren't really performing. He's shown them a lot of love. I think they've responded. But you do want players to be committed and you, you know, even just from a business point of view, you want them to commit to the club so that uh, you know you can sell them on at the appropriate time. Rangers have missed the boat there on a on a couple of players, and it just remains to be seen. They are they are big players. I think when you look at Morelos, Kent, Ryan Jack, maybe as well, all of them out of contract, and I think they're all influential. Well, the one who stepped up for you for the goal at the weekend, of course, was
3: uh, Borna Barisic. Yeah,
6: uh, I've just been told it's his first goal in open play for a couple of years, so well played to him. He got an assist in midweek. I think I stood here in one of your press conferences last week and someone was saying the fans were criticising him, Well, they won't be this evening.
3: Yeah, you'd be pleased with that, that Barisic, the way he took that goal, Tarek?
9: Oh, fantastic. He's he's going to be a fantastic, a really fantastic player as well, and he's got the ability he just there was just something lacking, yeah. and not just him and a lot of the team, and they uh, they seem to have got that left uh, with Michael Beale coming, in. and uh, I think he's got a great way of dealing with the players on a day to uh, day day sort of basis,
3: you know. So confidence um, as well, Leanne, you can see, yeah. Confi-
4: confidence in any player is huge, you know, and I think especially the modern game where there's so much scrutiny over every performance. Most games are televised as highlights. We see also there's no hiding place. And I, th- I think that Borna Barisic is a, a key and prime example of that. I think when his confidence is high and results are going well, he can, he's got the ability to, to step up and go to that next level. I think when the chips are down, he, he's a player that struggles in certain moments. and I think you've seen that in a Rangers jersey. But goals and assists will give him confidence along with the run that Rangers are on just now.
3: Nandy, Yilmaz was chasing him for the spot for a while but he's been out injured.
5: Yeah, it's been so frustrating. When you spend a good deal of money on a left back, you you want you want him to play, you want him to perform and maybe the idea was to get him in and sell Barisic because he was on the back of some tremendous European performances. You could have got a lot of money for him, when he was at his peak, so he needs to build that back up again. Tarek, thanks very much
3: for calling. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Enjoy the games at the weekend, and also I know you were looking forward to next midweek as well. Uh, there's. Uh... We just are up against hearts so hearts at Tynecastle. yeah. Yeah that's some game, game isn't it I mean everyone uh, Loves that one 0808 17, 17 700 Andy Walker And Leanne Crichton
2: The Go Radio Football Show With Macklin Motors Find your nearest dealership At macklinmotors.co.uk
1: Let's go from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open now
1: at Whistlebury Road Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road Hamilton.
3: Let's go! Heading towards the weekend. Tomorrow night's going to be Mark Guidi will be here along with Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn. I'm off to watch some rugby uh, in Belfast. Ulster up against the stormers from South Africa see my nephew there was stuff in the papers during the week would he play for Scotland he played for Ireland but his dad my brother is Scottish so Marvelous. I don't know what's going to happen but it was the,
5: he switched off because it's rugby did you see that that was <laughs> a wee he bit he's like marvellous you're not rugby. I like my rugby I like <laughs> my tennis yeah. I like my I mean, golf there's a great story at golf <laughs> yeah. with Rory McIlroy and yeah. Patrick Reid what's a, happening the oh, T's fascinating. fascinating yeah. he served him a subpoena on yeah, Christmas Chris Eve Merry Christmas. It's fantastic. It's a great story. But then he wanted to speak to him and so yeah, yeah. while he was practising. No, there's nothing wrong. Bizarre. Just uh, give us a bit of chat. I'm Not more chat.
4: interested in, to see where Gareth Bale is going to go in golf. Is.
5: Gareth Bale? He's, he's playing in that level arm out in
3: California, isn't yeah. he? Is he going to go pro? And know he's pro-am at the moment, but they say he's such a great golfer. What's yeah. that got to do with me watching Ulster? To no, mind, I don't thank know. Thank you I for did. taking that <laughs> away. And he just stole your thunder <laughs> and
4: jumped to go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it would be great to watch him playing for Scotland. Uh, we'll see. Look out for that. Scrum Andy half John him. Cooney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 08, 08 17, 17, 700. So we were talking earlier about the substitutes. Five. It was in the women's game before the men's game, Leanne. And we, we touched on it last night. Would you be in favour of going back to three?
4: I think so now when you look at it I don't know if it's it's doing the job that yeah. it was once brought in for us in the women's game it was brought in because they were wanting to offer up more playing time to young players that were sat in benches at clubs that were coming through they weren't getting opportunities and it was to increase that opportunity uh, in the men's game I think we brought it in post-Covid it was or during Covid but now I I, I don't know if there would be better with, with, with a criteria that incentivise it that you're Actually, using youth players or players for experience—I don't know if it really makes too much sense that you're bringing on five players. I know the scheduling at times over the course of a season can be hectic, and at certain points there might be value to that. But I think over the course now, it's just a another gimmick that we use to keep effectively a, a full-strength team on the pitch. A uh, gimmick. That's that, a pity, that for me and yeah. Sunday, even mm-hmm. in my experience in the women's game, was how it felt. You know, because Rangers make five changes. And basically for 90 minutes, they've got a fresh team yeah. that dominate the ball. They're bringing internationalists off the bench. They're taking internationalists off. Um, and for us, we are putting on 16-year-old, 17-year-old kids from the academy to try and get them experience because we don't have the resources or the money to keep a squad of that level in depth. So there's a disadvantage there for me. Um, but it's probably one that will you could easily debate, as I say, around scheduling as well.
5: If you're Liverpool, if you're at the top of the tree and you're doing Champions League and you're doing everything else, I mean, I hear Jurgen Klopp talking about it all the time and they need rest. The the demands that they have are are enormous. So I I can see at that level of competition how it works. But I mean, I know where I would rather go to get uh, some game time at a club that are prepared to to give you a chance. But I think
4: you could also (laughs) debate with that, you know, if you're at these top clubs as well, the strength and depth that you've got is is beyond a lot of other clubs. So surely you're, the youth players that you're bringing in or the surplus players that are in a 30-plus a squad are as good as in, in relation to starting games and giving them opportunities. But what we want is to be able to have our top players, probably our strongest 13, 14 players available every single match. But at some some point you can take them off at 60 minutes and rest them for 30 and, and get the feet up. You know, I don't see a lot of these players really being rested completely unless it comes to the cup matches in England where they, they take them out and they freshen up the entire squad. But I don't see too much rotation in Premier League matches.
3: It's true. It's not happening. Yep. Andy, what are you thinking? Celtic asked you about Rangers before the break. What about Celtic? Do you think there's any more business to be done? There's, a, I mean, the rumour mill is saying
5: that Ange is spotted in Spain. So... Well, I I, uh, I think Celtic are always a club prepared to do business. Whether that's someone making an offer for, you know, one of their players, we've seen it with Yakumakis. It looks as though Jens is on yes, his way as well. Right. Back to, uh, so that yeah. hasn't worked out. Uh, but they've got Kobayashi in, mm. and he looks as though he's going to be getting a, a, a bit of game time. Always a, a bit of a gamble when you lose players that uh, you know can do a job. Juranovic has been terrific for Celtic. I think Yakumakis has been in the same category. So the new players coming in, you don't quite know what you're going to get from them. But um, I think these windows are important. You saw what a lift Celtic got this time last year. They they got players in that hit the ground running and were able to to turn it around from Rangers. That's how important. Identifying good players, believing in them, uh, giving them an opportunity immediately and them, and them taking it. Is that a benchmark for Michael Beale at Rangers? Yeah, I think so. The trading that. Listen, transfer windows are important. And I know that everyone believes that the January one is a lot more difficult than summer. I, I totally get that. But it's still an opportunity to get players in and out. Here's a player that's gone since we saw and heard from you both last week is Juranovic.
3: We all know he's gone now. Seven and a half to ten million pounds, Union Berlin. Uh, Antipostokoglu quite rightly praised him as he left these shores. Look, I, I,
7: I think he's been fantastic. I mean, I've I've loved working with Yossup. He's been a real popular member in the dressing room. He's, he's He was a key contributor last year to what was a, a very, very important season for us. You know, in, in the context of you know, what had happened the year before and the fact that we had to rebuild the team um, and try and get back to where we wanted to be. And in terms of champions, he was a, you know, key component of that. Um, but, you know, with all, with all the lads, I mean, I'm constantly sort of in dialogue with them about themselves and their careers. And, you know, people have to appreciate that Josip's, you know, you know 28, but he's he hasn't really got to the highest level till late in his career, you know, and... Uh, you know, I think he just wants to maximise his opportunities, and I, to be honest, I, I I agree with him. I think he's he he needs to, that's that's what all of us have in our careers a, a limited time, and and we want to take opportunities. And I think he leaves here as a fantastic player, um, somebody who contributed to, like I said, a really important season to us. And I, I certainly wish him well. I you know I hope he goes over there and kills it. He's uh you know he's, like I said he's. Uh, He's very well respected within our dressing room, very well liked, will be missed. But, um, you know, as I said before, that's uh, the nature of football.
3: Andy, it was reported, you know, he said there, he's talking about Juranovic or whoever, he said that, so we've got limited time in our careers, take our
5: opportunities. I think it's a refreshing approach from a manager. And uh, as I said earlier, Celtic are a club that love to do business. The idea of getting someone in uh, so recently and making a profit on them, Celtic, I think, will always do that and there's a manager who has really enjoyed working with uh, this Croatian international mm. he's done so well at the World Cup and he wants to have a, a, a taste of German football and clearly he's on more money there so uh, everyone's a winner Leanne what do you make of it?
4: don't think you can argue no. with it business wise it looks good I think it weakens the Celtic team probably to an extent I think Alistair Johnson has got a lot to live up to because I think Juranovic was, was top drawer but I like the bit maximise opportunities. You know, I think it, as Andy says, it's refreshing to hear a manager speak like that because he's right. You know, and, and that is the reality of it. Football, as I mentioned earlier, it's a short career. When you get to the the latter stages of your career, you want to maximise that, whether it's financially or opportunities.
5: I suppose the only question you could throw at him is, you know, are you, are you not trying to build a team not just for mm-hmm. success in Scotland? Are you trying to build a team that will? Be able to go further and compete well in Europe, and the argument would probably be that Juranovic would be a better option than, than Johnson or, or, or Ralston. So that, that's a that's a decent question, but you know he, he's obviously happy with it.
4: Do you think that Andy then is a decision clearly that comes out of the hands of Ange Postacoglu? Would he have rather have kept Juranovic? There
5: are there are business decisions to mm, be made, yeah. and I I've always felt over the last number of years, Celtic are always prepared. To, to do business, and uh, you know the 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 record in getting players in for x amount and then selling them on for three four five uh, times what they paid, uh, you can't argue with it.
3: I think the conversation's different if it's um, August September and it's Champions League, and you will be saying perhaps whoever it is Celtic or Rangers, probably Celtic, is this a squad good enough for Champions League? Just now we focus on there's going to be a double, there's going to be a treble. You know, but looking at Celtic just now, we seem to forget. I don't know that we love European football the way we used to. It's yeah. So much is defined by what we do here against each other, Rangers Yeah, I think
5: my experience yeah. at Celtic is that uh, you'll get a lot of supporters who just want to dominate yeah. uh, at home. Yeah. They want to be above Rangers. Yeah. They want to be top dogs and that's enough. You'll get other Celtic supporters who want to get back to Celtic being... Um, you know, a bit more relevant in European football, and uh, I think that's entirely reasonable. Uh, you're always up against it, given the the nature of the finances when you compare us against all the top leagues uh, in Europe. Celtic will qualify, I think, for the Champions League, but there will be fourth uh, seeds. I thought they competed, without getting a lot of points. I thought in the games they competed know reasonably well and that's where you want them to, uh, to improve
3: I just wonder if the fans are being realistic or uh, the Scots fans lack the ambition now and just want to win at home it's difficult I'm not sure
4: yeah, no, I think they're probably torn Paul You know, I think it's a good point but ultimately it comes down to the, the club's decisions and as Andy said if you can go and make a profit on players I don't know how you uh, how are you able to keep these players in mm-hmm. Scotland because what sort of contract would Josip Juranovic need to have been offered yeah. that would have matched the incentive of a Union Berlin where he could possibly go and do well for six to nine months and and, and move again yeah. because he puts himself in that shop window in Germany. So it's really tough. But you know, you would love to see both old firm clubs strengthening to a point that they could go and compete, but it probably is is always going to be fairly unlikely mm. that, you know, even when you look at how well Celtic did, how much better can you go it's going to take an awful lot to get out the group stages um, especially when clubs are always going Mm -hmm. to come looking I think it's now a market that that teams across Europe know that you come to Scotland look at the market and you will pick up players at certainly a bargain price in comparison Mm -hmm. to what other clubs are charging
3: Can I throw in a country though I I, I agree with what you're saying Mm. what about Holland they seem to be they are ahead of us aren't they they are but a country similar size not that much bigger I know there's a bit more TV money there but they outpunch us. I mean, Celtic Rangers are paying
5: the same kind of money, maybe more than Ajax, and Feyenoord. Yep, and they produce a lot of really good players. I mean, I can remember Tommy Burns going over and wanting to know a bit more about the setup at Ajax when I came back to Celtic for the second time. And uh, he went to Holland and got uh, Pierre van Hooyndock, of course. I remember and it well he, that day, yeah. He was. He was good value for money, uh, he was outstanding but he too had ambition, he wanted to play in England, he eventually went to Forest, didn't really work out from there but I think he went to Feyenoord and won the UEFA Cup, mm-hmm. so he he was a player of that stature, yeah. so um, they do certainly produce uh, some fantastic players, the, the Dutch, and it's all about, I can always remember Tommy saying the best player mm-hmm. always played as a sweeper. Yeah. The best player in any age group, you know, eights, nines, tens, you would always play as a sweeper because you could then start uh, the play because you could mm-hmm. go past players, and there was always a great deal of width uh, to to their game and the discipline of. I mean, I can remember being asked to play wide at sometimes. My natural instinct, I, I want to be more central. I want to go on the ender yep. things. I want to go on the end of, you know, ricochets, deflections. You were a poacher, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, and I want to get on the end of rebounds and I can't really do that if I'm outweighed. But you look at the Dutch and they are so disciplined at keeping the wood to the game and that, that always stretches your opponent.
4: Yeah, I think they've had an identity for a number of years, haven't they? And we spoke briefly about Marin Booker at, at Queen's Park, Paul, before we came on air yeah. and he, he came to Queen's Park with a philosophy that they want to develop the Youth Academy that they want to identify players in a certain manner. He came from AZ a- Altmar, where I think at the point that he had left of the season previous, sixty percent of the the players that had represented AZ Altmar had come through the academy system. Now, that's quite a statistic. Coaching. Exactly. You,
5: you also know, need to it, talk about facilities. Amazing. I think they'll invest more in facilities. Right. Okay. We have dreadful weather here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the howling wind and rain, it's very difficult to coach. It's very difficult yeah. to hear. Your coach, when it's you know howling wind and rain, and they're they're trying to go over a you know a, That's true. A, an important yeah. point. Yeah. If you had indoor facilities, uh, more of them right across the country, we would have better players. It's some model, though, isn't it? Sixty percent of the
4: players. It was, uh, It's, a, it's, that. A, it's yeah, around I that, yeah. Because yeah. when yeah. you spoke to Leanne Dempster on the the podcast, and and she spoke about it, and it's incredible. It's actually a guy that I would love to speak. I would love to know more about that because it is we'll a question, what, yeah. you know, how are these countries? that are of a similar size, you know, punching well above Scotland, um, both internationally and domestically. But it's interesting and we must be doing something wrong that we're not getting that same output.
3: We'll speak about the Championship, uh, the games coming up this weekend, not least Dundee against Queen's Park. But I wanted to ask both of you, when Ange was saying there about, you know, limited time in your careers to take the opportunities, do you ever regret, Leanne, did you miss an opportunity of something that if you look back, I wish I'd done that?
4: No, uh, not so much. I often think had the season that Notts County were liquidated, mm-hmm. I reckon I was probably at my peak. Yeah. Which
3: rech- were you then? Uh, when 20,
4: 28, oh, okay. I think, yeah. when the, the club were liquidated. And that season was the season of the Euros. Then we went on to the World Cup. And I often think had that not happened and had played out that season, even got to the next transfer window, mm-hmm. would there have been a... V- other opportunities to stay within England but by the point that it happened I came back home to Scotland, Glasgow City welcomed me back career. Yep. we had a brilliant number of seasons quarterfinals of the Champions League cup doubles I wouldn't change it um, but it does make you think that if yeah. it hadn't it's an element that's been taken away from you it was certainly out with our, our control but I'd get myself to a, a top level mm. and I would have loved to have tried to be tried and tested down in England against those players because I think I had got myself to that level
3: and financially as well. It would have made a difference, wouldn't it? Because the, the, there's a huge disparity between Scotland and England in the women's game as well as the men's game.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I probably wouldn't be stood here on Go Radio. Oh, you these you I don't think so because I came home and that was how I then got the opportunities in the I media. And since then, I've, I've kicked on in my degree and whatnot, and doors have opened their opportunities, and that I'm sure wouldn't have happened. Um, if I'd have true. stayed in England, you would have been washed away. Mm. You know, there would have been no opportunity for. Um, the media because it's, it's you know the amount of England players down there now that are kicking on as well sure. and are you know well represented
3: but you know your stuff and they love a Scots accent as well
5: Andy what about you great career as well is there anything you could uh, that you yeah, wish yeah I probably yeah. stayed at Celtic too long first time around think, I signed yeah. a four year contract mm-hmm. I, I, probably looking back I had uh, I played every week for the first couple yeah. of couple of seasons and I, I, I didn't have an agent. Uh, I, I had my dad, my dad and my brother looked after my financial affairs and got me good contracts. And to be fair, I, I distinguished accountants, so they knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't aggressive, and per- I, I was on. I knew I was on a short list to go to Metz in France, and uh, I just wasn't aggressive enough in pursuing it. I mean, certainly with my team. It's very easy to uh, to, to be in Glasgow. I had a, a wife and young family. Mm. So that was a, a big consideration, but if I was looking back, I should probably have been more aggressive in in chasing that. And um, but I mean, playing for Celtic in a in a winning team, yeah. it, it it never got any better than that for me. Sure. But I really enjoyed my time down south. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably went to when Liam Brady came in. Um, I didn't go on with Liam at all. I thought he was. 1991 he came in. Yeah, he he, uh, he wasn't honest with me. And um, no. I went to Newcastle on loan, which was I was very keen to go. But I went when I was injured and it didn't work out. Eventually I went to Bolton, which I really enjoyed.
8: And, and you were in the at, top
5: league. Even yeah. at Bolton, I was tapped up by Southampton, mm-hmm. by Tottenham. And I didn't chase it aggressively enough. So
3: Tottingham, you could have been there at White Hart Lane at that point. That
5: was around the... uh, um, Yeah, the sort of mid, just uh, 93, 94. And uh, that's when I did my ACL. So I, I would have gone to... To, uh, to Tottenham in the summer but, um, 10 grand a week 20 after tax I won't do anybody's <laughs> accent just in case well it's yeah. just uh, I mean even even when I was at Bolton and I, I knew that Southampton had come in yeah. we played Southampton in the cup mm-hmm. and they had a team of uh, you know Tim Flowers Neil yeah. Ruddock Alan Shearer Letizia sure. they were a they were a classy outfit and we drew 2 all with them at, at, at our place we get beat 2-1 in the replay but I scored in both games and uh, someone from Southampton got in touch mm-hmm. and I, I mentioned oh. it to the manager, Bruce Rearck, at the end of the season, but under no circum He had just taken over from yeah. uh, from Phil Neal At the Reebok, as it was. yeah. Uh, no, at Burden Park. Oh, was it the so, old Burden Park? Yeah, I didn't, the new place? I didn't play at the Reebok. And so, for young, um,
3: younger listeners, they were a big deal. Bolton came up and went, yeah. went all the way yeah, to the they've, top. They've yeah. got a fantastic
5: yeah. set up there, but... In all honesty, it's a club that's been mismanaged for for, for a while.
3: And if you'd gone to Mets, for example, what would the wages doubled or a bit more trebled? Or, do you, know, do you well,
5: know? Honestly, it wasn't about the wages. I, no. When I left Motherwell, I was on 100 quid a week. Uh, I went to Celtic, I was on 400. So wow. I get four times my salary, but it, yeah. it's not um, it's not life-changing uh, money. But it was never about money. I, I had the chance to, to play for my club. You're you always going to take it. Mm-hmm. Not bad.
3: Fascinating, isn't it, to hear the inside?
4: I was listening yeah. there as well. ACL injury. How long did it take you to come back from oh, that in oh, the nineties, Andy?
5: Best part of a year. Yeah. And the sudden, it's such a common injury now, yeah, and it's something
4: we speak an awful lot about, awful, especially whenever, in the women's game.
5: Whenever I see those three letters, mm-hmm. ACL, and it takes you back to that horrific time. And I think, I think now they just operate on you. Uh, for some reason, they didn't operate on me. They told me that my knee was was remarkably stable and I had to build up my quads and my hamstrings and uh, I, I was always one for going in the gym anyway yeah. and to keep your 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 top half uh, really strong but yeah. I think now they would just operate on you but it was pretty much a year um, nine, maybe 10 months before I get back to playing a game you can't come and back maybe, too soon can and you? maybe Sorry. you you can't come back too soon but then maybe 12 months before I got into uh, the first, first team. team again
2: yeah.
3: Quick break and then we're back on that and more. That's coming up here, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney and Andy Walker on the Go Radio Football Show.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go!
3: Five days, four hours to go on the transfer window. I go on my tiptoes there to see you over on the screens. <laughs> Leanne Crichton and Andy Walker are with us. Great double act here tonight. Tomorrow night, Stephen McGinn, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. So uh, it's been a good week we've had. Who's hosting? I mean, it's Mark Goody. Yeah, so there'll <laughs> be some great questioning. It'll be concise. It'll be on the ball. Um, great journalistic integrity and rigour. I just hope he's not too good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want no, to come back on no, Monday? No, no. He's not. My,
3: my, <laughs> my tip would always be work with great, work with great people. And uh, you can go on for a wee bit of time, Leanne. Absolutely, yeah. you can. Um, I was going to say, could you have been gone to any other club this season or whatever anywhere you'd still like to play because you're playing and coaching so uh, my question would be coach is that the next step for you because I know you've been studying you've got the degree first class honours it, well, yeah, it depends it yeah, depends
4: I think what opportunities present themselves mm-hmm. um, or if you would be considered for other opportunities but also I would you know I'm at Motherwell just now and yeah. we believe we're doing a really good job you would like to hope that you know maybe it is the year goes on that there would be a bit more investment for Mm -hmm. us to go and try and bridge that gap because it's really difficult I think the weekend shows you that as well even now the transfer window's open (laughs) you're looking to try and bring bodies in but it's difficult to try and incentivise that so I think you're only ever going to be able to take that opportunity so far but I love it love working at the club love working under Paul Brownlee but I don't think you can overstay your welcome Mm -hmm. anywhere so I I think it would be naive to say I'll be there forever but we'll see what happens over you know the coming seasons.
5: Could you do a, a role at Leanne Dempster? Could you be a chief executive? Are you qualified for that?
4: don't think I'm qualified for it, but I, I think it's a, one of these jobs you that you can work towards. Um, if you asked me that the yep. other week, Paul. Um, my better half is a, a COO. Yep. Um, I'm sure she would have something to say about that as well. I think yep. that she balances things off that way. But I think in, in football, when you look at it and like of the job that Leanne Dempster... Um, is doing incredible I think it's brilliant to have women in the men's game if you like to view it like Mm -hmm. that well Um, Hibs have
5: gone from strength to strength since she left
3: Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. I mean the management at Hibs has been awful and you look at Queen's
4: Park and the the job they're doing with her there Mm and her guidance as well
3: Karen Brady Uh, at West Ham I mean they have done I know they're struggling just now in the league but the club itself and another
4: one going to speak to her in the next couple of weeks hopefully for the podcast Um, get her on the podcast yep um, in stories that I would love to hear, but I think I've got a lot of work to do on the on the grass for a number of years yet, and hopefully that will be the opportunity. I'm not desperate to be a head coach. You know, as I say, I love the job as an assistant. What if you got Paul. offered a
5: presenting role at the BBC?
4: I'd probably crumble. And...
5: <laughs> it's too good for that. Come on, you <laughs> <laughs> i
4: be had, that, had that opportunity yeah, already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. Listen, enjoyed the present that was alongside yeah. Stephen Thompson a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I think there's an art to that.
5: As oh, well. that hey, I know it. There's I I, get, uh, to I it. fell into the presenting role at uh, Sport when Jim Delehant left. That's right. So you did, did yeah. Uh, yeah. Did it with Grant. I remember. Did it alongside Grant. Grant was yeah. really the yeah. presenter and controller. I was more a yeah. uh, football you questions. Football. I did the yeah. uh, mm. Champions League stuff, mm. and uh, that was an experience.
4: <laughs> I find in life, if you say yes to most things, oh. you find yeah. out. A, an, either an awful lot about yourself or you find out what you're good at or the things that you're not every so,
5: experience I, is a good one every opportunities. You're know, badly you can learn a lot
4: absolutely yeah. my degrees put me in a good place and you know as I say A licence and It's
3: good. I could see her as a CEO of a football club and I think she should be you know the game inside out you can get management training common sense that's it the troops are usually ahead of the generals it, is it a job you chase or is it a um, job that you need to be given good question I was I was one of the troops I was doing news sport everything yeah. religion everything mainly the sport and sport and news and then somebody saw something in me and said right we'll develop them but it was on the so job
5: that, so that was an opportunity yeah, you was, were given that was by. the late great so,
3: Jimmy Gordon Lord yeah. Gordon and he saw something which was uh, he probably regretted well, it was well, that, well that lasted well worth 10 years in that in... job there no but he did and I didn't realise it we must have seen something there yeah. and I think yeah. it's a mixture and being good with people which you are common sense the most important yeah.
4: part well, yeah. if you if you don't have that and you're not yeah, willing to sure. work towards that and you don't recruit good people, you won't last very long in any job.
3: Let's go on the lines. Terry is on a Celtic fan. Good evening, Terry.
4: Evening, Paul. Evening, Andy.
3: Evening, Leanne. How you doing? Evening. How are we? Hi, Terry. Yeah, we're good. So yeah, wh- All good. All good. Yeah, you too. Good start to the year for you. What are you thinking tonight, Terry?
4: Uh
6: well, it's just about the obviously the signings uh, oh. in January. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea were notoriously kind of over the years kind of slow in making their mark maybe these kind of transfers it's always the last day kind of reading about the midden bins trying to get somebody <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: The midden I've not heard that term in all you for a while <laughs> I think the bins <laughs> have gone
3: now Yeah
6: But no they seem to be getting the business done quickly and uh, obviously we done that last year in January and it made a big impact in January Let me like your Hatties and the Riles actually making mm-hmm. Im- the impact right away scoring vital goals so I'm just glad we're getting people in early, and I've got a big, well, good strength and depth now. I'm just, I know I'm happy. I'm happy the way it's going with Celtic at the moment. with regards to signings, obviously, Jackie Marcus goes. It'll be a a miss, but I think uh, an Ange we trust. I suppose in the the new guys he's getting in.
3: That is the point with Ange. Everyone yeah. trusts them. We were talking earlier, Terry, about European football. I know it seems a long way again, but it will come back in focus. Celtic, nine points yep. clear, 10 when you count the goal difference. So probably Champions League again. What do you think the conversation then will be, the shape of the team? Have you got the players to compete and win in Europe Well, in the Champions
6: League? We'll need to wait to see how uh, Alata gets on and yep. obviously the, the new guys that have come in. But again, we've had that last year and although we obviously finished bottom of the group we, we, we didn't look at a place in some of the games we played some nice football but obviously we never had the end product mm-hmm. so hopefully we can put that into practice come the Champions League are, this
5: year Are you oh, a man Terry that just likes Celtic to dominate in Scotland or have or, no, or you got ambition no. for them to do better in Europe?
6: Of course I've got to you a better in Europe God, any any guys or any supporters should be wanting more for their team especially in Europe I mean I, mean, I can only remember is it the Martin O'Neill running whatnot, and And obviously a couple of times Into the last 16 Of the Champions League But mm. no I want to see you Progressing Europe Of course I do
4: Terry when you look at The strength and depth Of the Celtic squad Just now Do you have a go-to Starting eleven? Because I, I find it Really <laughs> difficult Now to, to predict
6: No, I, I'd say it's, Well It's kind of say I'd obviously You'd obviously go Your heart I'd go Johnson Taylor Vickers Starfelt And then Hatata the only kind of one I'd be swapping about the news like you're a Riley and Moy, yeah. Moy he's come on to a game
4: he yep. really so Riley took a bit of a dip didn't he I think the old form performance too, yeah, was one took, that cast light on that no he really has.
6: he has took a dip but it, it's it's again he's still he's still pretty young as well it's obviously caught the standards they set last year everybody's looking at that but his
4: stats have been I brilliant think, Terry he's assists yep. and even at this point of the season I think he, he's he's up there it's with good, being it's top a good
6: problem for us to have Leanne put it that way
5: Yep. And it's Callum McGregor's 400th game for Celtic on Sunday. What an, what an achievement, isn't it? Absolutely what can you amazing.
3: say, Terry, about your captain that we haven't said before?
6: Well, I eh, thought we when Brown was going off, who's going to kind of be that leader? But no, he certainly stepped up to the plate. He's been great. Aye. I mean, what age is Callum? 29? 30?
5: 29? Yeah, he's still got a lot to yeah. go, a lot to offer. Oh, and uh, it, as right? you say, it wasn't easy taking over from Scott Brown, but he, he seems to have made a, a seamless transition there. Yeah. Andy, yeah. just
6: can off, on you go, Paul. No, on you me. go.
5: No, no, please. On
3: you go. My,
6: my, my, my point's totally off topic, by the way. about on. By on by go by for it. Andy. Yeah. It was basically, I've always wanted to ask you about... Uh, when you came back to
5: Celtic a certain time and is it true that Fergus charged you for that top you wore in a press conference what's this he did he did he did he did and I remember taking my wage slip and the thing that uh, made us all laugh that if we ever bought anything out of the Celtic shop you got a discount Uh (laughs) but there was no (laughs) discount (laughs) (laughs) on my wage slip so anyway I went into I went in to see Tommy Burns about it so. and uh, I, I, I said, what, what is this? And he, he's, he, he, Tommy burst out laughing and we both <laughs> went up the stair. Uh, and we we had our little chat with with Fergus.
3: So Terry, that's a great question because I've heard it, but I didn't know if it was true. So see in the back of the paper today, you see there's the new player, the so new you are, signing. So is he paying? You're, you're Do you know what much things are.
5: You're given a, a strip. I mean, I turned up in yeah. my uh, my suit, uh-huh. but for the purposes of you know presentation to to everyone <laughs> oh. else, you're, you're you're given a strip. Put, put the strip on. Wow. And uh, <laughs> okay. I I I was given the strip, and then. Uh, Fergus,
4: to too. for it, <laughs> <laughs> delighted Teddy, to have you back. So Teddy, then he was on the yeah. big
3: money, the new big wages. Don't oh, cry for me, <laughs> and then, of course, the double. What a season for you?
5: Well, not at that time, oh, no, that was he's talking about '94, so that was you came in '87. Yeah, that was the yeah, more difficult sure. time, '87, '88. Yeah. Celtic still had the that was the first time, yeah. They yeah, had Big Roy and Tommy Burns and Paul McStay and Pat Bonner and Granty who played, he, Granny must have yep. played about 400 odd games as well yep. um, and it's great to be part of that winning team Terry, you'll be looking forward to the cup final what do you feel, I mean the narrative is
3: obviously Rangers unbeaten at the moment, they only drop points against Celtic, they have to win a cup hmm. so for Celtic, what do you feel, the hunger
6: but but the, oh I think yeah. I'm, I'm just installed that in them, we never stop as the mantra is, so no, I think we've got health alert when everything
3: this year. I think I'm sure they want a treble. That's the first time we've heard it mentioned, but it's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a re- it could be a reality, yeah. Liam, what do you think? It could be. I
4: think it'll be a cracker yeah. of a cup final. Um, Rangers seem to be going from strength to strength. The transfer window might dictate that and determine the outcome and, and how far they can kick on under Michael Beale. But I think you know I hear the guys like Andy speaking. Form goes out the window when it comes to an old firm I think it's about who can handle the pressure nothing's like no on you go worry. yeah jump in Terry no,
6: n- nothing's just as I say like, the only thing that's worrying me is VAR at the moment really it's got into football <laughs> I mean uh, it, that's it <laughs> I'm not sure it's just, you don't know what kind of penalty is going to be given against you or whatever it's just were
4: you at the, extreme, at the game at the weekend Terry
6: decisions.
4: were you at Celtic Park uh, yeah. on Saturday Oh, that's never a penalty Did you have never a clue what, what was being looked at In the ground Because I know that's A a, a gripe with a lot of supporters That when these checks Are going on yeah. People don't even know What it is it's being looked at
6: Didn't have a clue What was grown And then the next minute They give you a penalty And you're like oh, Well, <laughs> we'll <laughs> we take it a but, <laughs> a, but then somebody had a, Somebody had their phone Out in front of us And then I see, we all Kind of seen it And you're like That's a, that's a joke yeah. How's, how's, how how
5: is it how you can we even go and have a look at it and then get it as a penalty? The, the only popular? the only consolation I would give you, Terry, is that I, I think it has got better in England and they've had it longer. This is still mm-hmm. yeah. we're still not a year into it. We're hardly six months into it. I, I I want to believe that it's got to get better. You can't go you can't go looking for infringements, looking for fools. You, you can't spend three, four, five minutes looking at something that might be if it's not clear and obvious Mm -hmm. then three, four, five minutes tells you that it's you, you need to believe in your referees a bit more and Referees need to be a bit more assertive on the field of play. So on Saturday, is Kevin Clancy not a... has he got to go and look at it when he goes and even yeah,
3: look at I it for a moment. See, ad- this I think is if you're
4: advised, Paul, you I don't to. think you could ever yes. say no because you, you have only okay. seen it once.
3: Are they allowed to overturn VAR? Who's in charge? But they, well, yeah, they don't, they the, haven't the refi- at all. The referee? But they haven't, have they? No,
4: and that that was my gripe. I spoke mm-hmm. to senior referees in, in the days that followed and I thought it was a perfect opportunity. For Kevin Clancy to make it clear that he officiates the match and that the decision is on him, he would go to the screen, he would look at it, and the scary thing for me just now is the way the referees are interpreting the laws of the game mm-hmm. and exactly. the way football's, the way football's way played. I find it frightening looking at some of the what decisions. Are,
6: just what you're saying there. That's exactly what I find. The referees are obviously there. They implement the laws of the game, etc. But a lot of these guys have never played the game.
4: So... How that's
6: can that these things are... Pe- I mean, I don't know if we could would look at having
4: X players on VAR, but then that's another kind of worms. It, the, <laughs> the point I had last week was that, from what I see just now, the referees are all rotated. They go from being in VAR, mm. to on the pitch, to on the line, and that rotation happens week by week, game by game. I think there needs to be consistency with, i.e., a VAR team that is set, mm. whether it's, you know, 12 however many referees you can supplement yep. that remain in VAR because if you look at one decision one Saturday and you interpret it one way rightly or wrongly people will debate it Terry if in the Wednesday yep. night fixture a similar type incident happens that referee will interpret it the same way what you've got just now is that one referee looks at it one way in the Saturday another referee looks at it in the Wednesday and sees it completely differently yep. the following weekend it changes again So, whereas I sit on a Saturday and and I'm asked to do a VAR, i.e. for the BBC, and you look at it, at least it's my voice every Saturday that people will debate Uh, and and scrutinise my view on it, but I genuinely try and look at it as a a player, former player, if in that moment, what would I be thinking? And is that natural, unnatural? Mm. Is it deliberate? Is it not? Mm. Honestly, it's it's terrifying the way that they look at it
3: now, the types of decisions. Could they put referees who are just retiring... So they've not got the legs for it anymore. They've got all the knowledge. They're right up to date. Then they go into the VAR machine.
5: Maybe. I, I, I think the referees just now, they want experience of VAR. They obviously want experience mm. on the pitch. They want to do European games. They want to do international games. They need to have uh, this experience in their, in their home country of, of doing both in order for them uh, to progress. It's not been a great introduction And it needs to improve I think everyone would agree about that
4: The VAR referee Andy This will be my last comment on it At the weekend For 2 minutes 20 Searched for a handball Yeah
3: They're not looking at things They're looking for decisions In
4: my ear I I could hear what was happening I was listening to it I'm watching the game I'm then looking at the decision And for 2 minutes 20 And then for the time it took Kevin Clancy to go to the monitor And make the decision Far too long Searching for infringements within the game they not clear and obvious
3: mm. they'll have to change the game and shove on jugglers or something you, honestly you, this is crazy look at the weather be. at the weekend no it's true isn't it yeah. it's you, madness
5: I think you've just <laughs> got to believe it. it'll get better I yeah. think when you look back on it at the end of the season you'll think hang on a minute we are looking for things to cause mm-hmm. controversy here and it was many clear uh, clear and obvious errors up Terry thanks for that call Moritz Jens oh. is away oh, he's boy. gone he's away the loan
8: yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 Listen, the loan period is officially over. Moritz Jens is away. What would you say to him? Just a final word from you, Terry. He's away. He'll be playing um, at Schalke.
6: Oh, well, he should be getting league medal in May for Celtic
3: that's a good way to end it
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99 Let's go!
3: Thanks Chris doing the traffic and producing this evening James getting a well earned break Leanne Crichton is here and Andy Walker Should we look at the games at the weekend Championship first uh, Queen's Park top of the table on 40 Air on 36 Dundee 35 Partick Thistle on 33 Andy, but well, tomorrow night we we'll have got Cove Rangers against Air
5: United. United beginning to, well, they've lost a couple. Yeah, of I know points. that. I know that Leanne's doing that game, but uh, I fancy an away win. A away win, Leanne.
4: Is this tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go a draw because I've seen uh. Cove up there. They were stuffy. They get a good result against Queens Park early in the season. Mm-hmm. Air have been they've been going good, but they've they've probably had a wee blip. Uh, I think it will be a draw.
3: You reckon a draw there? You'll be heading up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, let's look at the other games. So, biggest game: Leanne Dundee against Queens Park Saturday.
4: Dundee Queens Park again. It's another cracker. I actually think Dundee at home.
5: You're going for another draw. I could see another it. draw. It's one Dundee got it one. If they've got any ambition, I mm-hmm. get up. Uh, automatically, they've got to win it one. And you think they will? No, no. Oh, you don't. <laughs>
3: what don't. what, what no, do you think? think? Yeah, Queen's Next Park. Queen's Park uh, in the moment,
5: oh. I think uh, they're on a run, and I think this is we're getting to the business end of the season, and and they're beginning to motor. So uh, that's the biggest game of the. Championship this weekend
3: I'm just looking online to see if there's any change you know in the transfers and I see that Andy Walker on the Go Radio Football Show tonight was <laughs> saying it doesn't bode well for Hibs if Porteous and Nisbet go so Porteous looks as though he's going to Watford as we exclusively previewed last week and Nisbet is in talks today with Millwall back to the championship at the weekend um, who else who are we going to go Partick Thistle against Akies.
4: Partick Thistle for me yeah. Um yeah. yeah, no, I think Aki's a, they've had a good run mm-hmm. three games now, it's three good results. have come through the cup match the at cup, the weekend yeah. as well, which is huge. I think they've taken a lot of confidence from that. But I just think the goals that, that Partick Thistle have, have got on their side, and certainly at home, I fancy them.
5: Same, home one, same. And Morton against their Broth, Andy, start with I'm you. I'm going for the yeah. ton. I, I, I like what uh, Dougie Emery's doing there. Mm. Great assistant, and my own pal, uh, Andy Millen, who's been around for a 100 yeah, years. He's got him in the and um, yeah I think they can get a a win at the weekend Mm, I think I saw Dougie
3: Emery after the game picking up a sandwich and a cup of coffee uh, and he looked absolutely gutted just I think over that decision what do you think Leandro back to this weekend Morton or Morton? Morton for me as well and Rovers against Inverness
4: I think that'll be one of the the closest games of the weekend I'm actually going to go Inverness yeah
3: Inverness for for you and then in the top division in the sense Premiership hibs Aberdeen. Massive game. Pressure on both of them. Yeah, a draw. <laughs> you wouldn't fancy being either manager, although Jim will be pleased that he's still the manager. So I'm going it's
4: to be fickle, bold. It's yeah. fickle as football is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: I'm going to be bolding. I think Aberdeen will do it. If if the players have got anything about them mm-hmm. and they know if they lose the manager's gone, mm-hmm. surely you'll see a a cup tie atmosphere. Uh, they'll be on top of their game. And if Hibs are without uh, Porteous and Nisbet, as looks likely, I think they're big shoes to fill. So I think Aberdeen can do it. But it only really postpones the what I think was probably inevitable because the next time they lose... Um, you know the fans will be on his back again. But you said earlier, home
3: record is good. They play well. Yeah. At home. different team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand. It's weird. And you also mentioned about you know Broader Rangers. I remember Hearts racing away with the championship, and the Jambo
5: uh, fans wanted him out. Paul, I was at Tynecastle last week, and mm-hmm. a Hearts fan mentioned to me about he's still not forgiven. Uh, Which Robbie incredible. Nielsen for that for that defeat. I spoke about Hearts the, last week when
4: I was on Paul, yeah. and honestly, I cannot believe how much criticism that Robbie Nielsen comes yeah. under the job that he's carried out even this season when you look at the players that's out the now now you know Halliday Halkett Gordon Haring Gary mm. McKay Stephen and they're still so dominant um, it's unbelievable but it brought it out it was different circumstances back then I don't even think mm. that you can compare the two um, but no it'll be, a, it'll be an interesting okay. game so this weekend I, I think
5: do- Aberdeen might do it and Leanne
4: I actually think Aberdeen as well right Yep, yeah, because I think, as Andy touched on, I think if you take Portis and, and Nisbet out, the, the Hibs team, I don't know where the goals come from. I know Aidan can come back in and has looked bright, a couple of assists, links well with Nisbet. But if you take the goal scorer out, the team, they're very wide open defensively. And I think Aberdeen will bring in the likes of Shinny, will start Hayes, will yeah. come back into the starting line up. I would imagine, would start. Okay. They
5: have got good players. St. Mirren against Motherwell. What do you think, Andy? I think St Myrne will do it I think that uh, Stephen Robinson will probably enjoy it uh, will be a sweet victory for, for him I think one of the they've got such an impressive home record and one of the games that they lost was the the first one of the season funny enough against yeah. Motherwell and he said it even at that time he, he, he thought as though they they had done enough and created enough chances to win it but Motherwell beat them and I think St Myrne will get their revenge this weekend Leanne. I
4: hope on the road this weekend Motherwell can take confidence from last weekend Mikael Manderon has come in yeah, he's double last weekend in the Cup I think that's given them a bit more firepower takes a little bit of pressure off the likes of Kevin Van Wien which there's always expectations for him to be the man that changes games and that they can kick on and hopefully this will be the, the changing and in the turning point in the season
3: and Stephen Reside was on a huge Motherwell fan Stephen I'll give you a bell he was on, uh, I think, talking about doing the kilt walk again this year. So good on him, right, Stephen? I'll be in touch. I'm rubbish on LinkedIn or whatever. It is he was on? Uh, where else are we going to go then? Ross County, Kilmarnock. Just a quick one on that. What do we think, Leanne?
4: Kilmarnock for me. Right, so I think County are really toiling.
3: I think, it's I think Kyle,
4: Kyle Lafferty back in yep. as well for Kilmarnock gives them... I think any team that, that can go and score goals, and it, it sounds like I'm stating the obvious, but it it's w- wins your football matches and I think Kilmarnock might just have that over County at the weekend.
5: Andy? I'm going to go for Ross County and that will mean... Yes. Four clubs will be on 20 points after this weekend because I think Motherwell will lose yes. and I think Dundee United will lose on the Sunday. Right. You would have four clubs on 20 points can that you ever is, remember that? that's yes. remarkable on match January. day 22, yeah. 23 end of January wow so okay. that, that would be that would really shake it up a bit and you might even bring mm. in uh, the likes of St Johnston the likelihood is they won't get anything at Ibrox mhm Okay, that's he's he's given us his prediction
3: for the Celtic game on uh, Sunday. Liam, what are you thinking then? So, this is the Premiership. Livy against Hearts. Now, David Martindale, what a job he does. This or could be one of the ties yeah. of the
4: weekend because I think everyone is expecting Hearts to mm. win. I think, is it the last two or three games? I don't think they've got a result against Livingston. Stephen Bradley looking really good for Livingston, signed um, from Hibs. So, not to going to go and, uh, dampen things but I think it will actually be a draw
3: to, a draw score draw you reckon
4: score Yeah, draw because I, I think Livingston are yeah. so good so good at home as well
3: Andy
5: what do you reckon yeah they, they've won five at home but they've only scored ten goals at home in ten games I, I mean right. remarkable yeah. they scored four at uh, St Johnson recently I do think Hearts have, have got their number and I, I think they can win it by a goal
3: OK and uh, the biggest two of course so on Saturday Rangers against St Johnson happened so many times doesn't it teams play in the cup and then uh, so what do you reckon Andy
5: I, I reckon Rangers will build on the win that they got last week it'll be a better surface you would imagine uh, you've got Todd Cantwell making his mm. debut I think um, I think Rangers will win it by a couple of goals I think yeah. Rangers
4: as well yeah I don't think it will be Easy. I think St Johnson gave a good account of themselves in the Cup, but at home, I think it'll be Rangers.
8: And Cantwell spoke about why he signed for Rangers. You know, I, I think I said yesterday, you know, I've always been been someone that wants to win and obviously it's embedded in Rangers to uh, to win games. And, you know, it's something that I accept as a challenge. And uh, exactly that, you know, the European opportunity is, is fantastic. You know, every player wants to play in those sort of competitions. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting going.
3: So he should play
8: on Saturday. And if Rangers, as expected, win
3: against St Johnson, it narrows the gap to six points. So Sunday, Dundee United against Celtic. Your game, Andy, I'll come to you in a moment. Uh, Liam, what do you expect to see at Tannadice? Last time Celtic went Raj, didn't they?
4: Yeah, they did. I don't think it will be like that. I think uh, Dundee United have improved a lot, whether they've got the results or not at times. I think performances have been much better. They look like they've got more about them and identity in the way that they play a bit of confidence I think as well which is really important but I still think Celtic will, will be comfortable. Um, I don't think it will be what 9-0 like it was the last time but I certainly think they'll win by a couple of goals.
3: And you'll now give us a Celtic team. <laughs> I'm only kidding because he's <laughs> well, impossible to predict, isn't
5: he? I think that's it. You yeah. can uh, you could pick a really strong mm-hmm. Celtic 11 Ange Postacoglu would give you and honestly every one of us could make four or five changes and think mm-hmm. it's still pretty much as strong. That's the... The depth of the squad they have, so and that's why I think they'll win by a couple of goals at Tannadice as well. So no change then, at the top. Uh, have you ever? You love your golf. You, yeah. do you play
3: golf as well. No. Yeah. No. I, I think I'd lo- love to. love to. know No, me too. Andy, you love your. Have you ever thrown the tee <laughs> at another player?
5: I didn't realise yeah. that was a, an, in, an insult. Subpoena. But it was live, sort of branded. Right. So I, I think that was the message he, he was giving him what's the craziest thing that's ever happened is that to, right
4: to is Bozi? that what the,
5: the subpoena is about the subpoena is oh, it's a long story about things that have been said about uh, this uh, new tour sure. that's in, backed by Saudi money and uh, Rory McIlroy is pretty much the, at the forefront of being against it and of course, you're getting all these uh, Sergio Garcia. Yeah, uh, sure. Rory's fallen out with him as well. The yeah. Ryder Cup is coming up, they and know. it's Ian Poulter's part of it. They it's do a, all this It's an extraordinary wasn't story. What's it. well, like, the Golf used to be that we're oh. all pals. Yeah, we're all sure. very. courteous uh, know. know the club courteous. But then to it becomes
4: boring, and people don't invest exactly. in it emotionally. If you make a drama, and everybody mm. has a character, and you buy into, it, and he's falling out, oh. and she's mm. falling out, then we're this all is, heavily invested, and we watching the
5: news this is something new which I'm actually enjoying enjoying it
3: <laughs> I was going to say have you ever been subpoenaed or whatever I know that's but let's not go down that line I reckon
4: <laughs> if yeah. I played golf I'd yeah. be throwing the tee yeah. <laughs> yeah. more than yeah, once
3: recently. very yeah. frustrated. And your match this weekend then who? Yeah,
4: Motherwell your game yeah, yeah we away yeah, yeah. away to Spartans on yeah. Sunday one o'clock kick off at Ainsley Park looking forward to it
5: Enjoying it, and you, Andy. Then so I'm doing Middlesbrough on Saturday, yeah. so I'm looking forward to the northeast. Uh, Michael Carrick has done a great job since getting in there. What September, sure. October? They were in the bottom three, and they're they're uh, pushing for. I think it's a uh, third against sixth. So uh, it's going to be a good game.
3: Great fun. Thanks very much, Andy and We'll see you next week. Enjoy the rugby of tomorrow, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, what shape of the ball is it? Right. Okay. It's one nil tomorrow night we'll be here with Mark Guidi Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn thanks so much news is next and then it's going to be Joe day
2: the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and
1: used cars let's go